In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly King, Paraclete, Spirit of Truth, You who are everywhere present and fill all things, Treasury of all that is good, Master of life, come, dwell within us, cleanse us from all stain, and save our souls, O good one. Mary, cause of our joy, pray for us. Amen. Okay. Um, as you know, we're going through John's Gospel, and uh, we're in chapter 14. Today we start with uh, verse 15, and the first of the five promises of the paraclete that we find uh, in these chapters 14, 15, and 16. Um, and so, that's why we stopped where we did last time, so that we could start with this now. Um, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give another paraclete to you, that he might be with you forever, the Spirit of Truth, whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him nor know him. You know him, because he abides with you, and he will be with you. And those uh, three verses there, 15, 16, 17, are the first paraclete promise. And they give us the uh, the theology, if you will, of the paraclete. Now, it's interesting, isn't it, that the text says, our Lord says, I'm going to ask the Father, if you love me, you see, uh, you'll keep my commandments. And that'll establish such a bond between us. Uh, and other, you're always going to hear this, usually often connected right with the uh, paraclete, but also other places, in, especially 14. Love means obedience. Obedience is an act of love. You do that, why? Because I want my will to be one with your will. I just don't want to perform a function that you would like done. See, I want to keep your commandments. I want to love you and, and know the joy of loving you and of being loved by you. For I will love him and show myself to him is the consequence of the uh, second of these para things there, uh, actually the introduction to the second one. So if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Doesn't everybody do that who loves somebody? Of course. But this is the Son of God, eternal, divine, infinite, and he gives us commands. And we do them out of love. That sets up the bond by which, you see, um, I will ask the Father and he will give you another paraclete. As this text says here, you see, um, I just lost my place here now. Um, Yes, 
Isn't that amazing? I lost my place again. Let me find it and I'll be right with you. I thought it was verse 9. No. Hmm. I will find it for you and come back. The, the text says, if we sin, we have a paraclete with the Father, Jesus, the just one. So he also is a paraclete. So what's a paraclete? See, it's a word, uh, it's a Greek word, parakletos. The context is legal proceeding, where you're on trial, or being sued. But anyway, you're under pressure. The parakletos is somebody who strengthens you, consoles you, counsels you, intercedes for you, you see, uh, goes to the judge and says, you know, that this lawyer is just tearing my client apart for no reason at all, and you know, I think it should stop. So, he's a, that's a parakletos. It's such a complex and delicate sort of a role that it was hard to put into Aramaic, so they didn't. They just took the word parakletos and said paraklete. But it's that you can see that the context is one of legal confrontation. Why? Because, as we already know from John 9, the Christian is a beggar on trial. And we need the Holy Spirit to be defending us, suggesting things, consoling us, strengthening us, counseling us. And that, of course, is the problem when you try to translate it into English, what of all those words are you going to say? Comforter, consoler, counselor? What are you going to say? Probably well to do just what the Aramaic speakers did. Just leave it alone, paraclete, and learn what a paraclete is, and um, that would be better. And so, um, I'll find that other one. I thought it was verse 9. It's not. There it is. I'm sorry. Uh, My little children, I write these things to you that you may not sin. But if someone does sin, we have a paraclete with the Father, Jesus Christ, the just one. He will intercede for us. He will show the Father his wounds. And we can be forgiven. Talking about serious sin. Of course, would also purify us of less serious sin. Okay. So this is the first of the five paraclete promises, you see? Uh, that he might be with you forever. The spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it doesn't see him or know him. But you know him because he is with you and will be in you. Now look at that description of the Holy Spirit. First, he's the spirit of truth. Wherever the Spirit is, there is truth. Truth, ultimately truth, is the eschatological revelation of the Father. That's why Jesus says, I am the truth. The Spirit is the Spirit of that revelation of the Father. This is saying in Joanine terms, what Paul says, you see, uh, because we're children, God has given us the Spirit, 
and the Spirit cries out, Abba, Father, brings us to the Father. This is what uh, this text is saying as well. You see, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. It's hard for people who are stuck, you know, in all the other things that can preoccupy somebody and doesn't take time to turn to the Lord, to give time, energy, worship, love to God. You see, so what's the Spirit? You see, it cannot receive it because it doesn't see him or know him. But you know him. And here comes the first time we have this. Because he will be with you and in you. That's why you're not alone. And then, uh, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. I will come to you myself. I will come to you in my spirit. You see, a little while and the world will not see me, but you will see me. Is that true? Do you see Jesus? Yes. With your eyes? No. In a vision? Very few of us. But we see Jesus. We know him. We talk to him. We love him. And we know that he loves us and talks to us. So we see him but not with these eyes, with these eyes. You see? Uh, and so, uh, and he, he abides in you. Isn't that amazing? It's worth cultivating an awareness of the presence of the Holy Spirit in us. Plenty of ways you can do it. Get in the car, Oh, you just love to hear good religious music. Turn it off. But it's religious music. That's okay. Listen to Jesus. Never mind the music. And practice. And after a while, you can be aware of God when you're driving. You're not going to get freak out and go hit a tree or something. Uh, you'll be okay. But you see, because he'll be in you. See? And I won't leave you orphans. You see, I'll come to you. A little while... The, the cosmos, the world won't see me, but you will see me because I live and you live. And we both live by the same life. It's mine by essence. It's yours by gift. But we both share this life, divine life, already. Isn't that what we mean by grace? You see? Okay. Uh, at that time, you will know. Listen to the number of times we are promised that we will know. You see, you will know that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Now, that's beautiful. You will know it. Let those words be an enticement. You see, um, I want to abide in you. You see, uh, and you and me. And uh, the one who has my commandments and keeps them, that's the one. Uh, and now we move into this solemn, solemn promise. This is the one who loves me. The one who keeps my commandments. But you see, commandment for us is what a general gives to the army. These are my words, my the way I want you to live. You see, it's not like 
go and take that fort, you know. It's it's my my entulay or my what I give you to do. Obviously the moral law, but then I tell you what to do. I want you to be married. I want you to raise a family. And I want you to love your spouse and care for your children. And those are my entulay to you. Okay? Uh, so, and the one loving me, so the one who does that is the one who loves me. And the one loving me will be loved by my Father. What a promise. The Father loves me. And I will know it, you see. And I will love him, and I will show myself to him. That's a promise. So, what's it hang on? You see, keeping these entule, keeping these commandments. One time in my life, these words were just impressed on my heart in a most remarkable way. And I said, I got to start obeying you in everything. I did. And my whole life changed. I mean, changed for the better morally, but it, the whole direction, the whole place, the place where I lived, what I did, everything changed. But I knew that I had a promise. You see, I will love him and I will show myself to him. I will show myself to him. You will know me and you'll know that you know me. It can be a vision, doesn't have to be, but my reality will be so impressed on your spirit that you know, you know me. So if somebody says, do you know Jesus? You say, sure I do. Of course I do. Because you know that you do. All right, we'll stop and pick up from there.